going on? Welcome back to Core. This is Core, episode uh, tw- <laughs> episode twenty nine. That's the date. It's the 29th. two hundred and sixty four two sixty four H H dot two six four. Make your videos today, everybody, with our episode of Core for the 29th of April. Uh, it is twenty twenty one, as you all know, and it's me, Scott Johnson, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. <laughs> We're back, yo! Hey, uh, my wife said a thing about Bo before the show. She said, um, "I go okay. I'm off to do the show." And she goes, "Is this core tonight?" And I said, "Yep." She goes, "Oh, say hi to Bo and tell him I hope he's doing good. And tell him we're thinking about him. <laughs> All this kind of stuff." And I go, "Well, what's John chopped liver? You want to say anything, yeah, to John?" No. <laughs> and she goes, "She goes, oh, I know how John's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means." I don't know what it means. I assume she means, oh, he's a dad now, and babies wake up in the night, and he's changing diapers. I think she, I think she means that because yeah. she knows how busy dad is, and that's pretty much what you're all about these days. So, oh Scott, uh, you know I don't give a shit about John. <laughs> you know. I'm only worried about Bo. Yeah, and she said, "Have you seen his taste in dragons? Oh. It's terrible." So, uh, no, that's oh, not true. I explained a lot. She's not into the dragon beef. She's not into it. Um, however. Uh, anyway, my wife gives everyone her best, and uh, she likes you guys for some reason. Well, I mean, I like I you guys she's too. Doing well too. Yeah. Say hi to her for me. Yeah, it cracked me up though. No. Um, anyway, we're back, and uh, quick recommendation. I already did this pre-show, but for those who don't uh, get us on Patreon, I wish you would go over there to Patreon or uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/CoreShow, and uh, you'll get bonus content every week. But just going to review this real quick: the Mountain Dew Zero <laughs> Major Melon. It's it looks so like good. poison. It, it does look like poison, right? Like, look at this. If we put enough graphics on the can, they won't know. Right. We're feeding them toxic waste. And look at the back. It's all red text and everything. And then, you know, it's almost Christmassy too, but like a devil Christmas. Anyway, it's a Mountain Dew Zero Major Melon. It's like watermelon flavor. And I am in love with this. And I got it. I can't do the sug anymore, so I'm I'm drinking these where I can, or you know, from whenever I want to. And these are amazing, and I hope they never stop making them. Really are we good. sponsored? No, I get money for that? I get nothing from this. I'm just so impressed with it. Or brought to you by Mountain Dew Zero Money Melon. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Money, money Melon, Melon is a great name. Money Melons was my stripper name, but I quit that life a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here. We're back at it, and we got stuff to do. So everybody, sit tight and enjoy the show. Okay, let's get into what's happened this week. Um, Microsoft, this is recent. This is like yesterday. Microsoft adopted Epic's 88-12 revenue split. Although I think it's technically 13. I could be wrong on that. Just to make them different. I don't know. But anyway, they've changed the revenue split on their PC store. Z, store Z. Because they're all kind of tied together. If you buy stuff on the Game Pass storefront, you're also buying it on the Microsoft Windows storefront. And vice versa. So it kind of works across the board. But they have gone from their normal 30%. And when I say normal, this is kind of what everybody does, including Steam. This is Apple's cut. The 3070 is pretty standard. And the first company to really break with that was Epic. And now Microsoft saying, hey, we'll do that. We don't need so much money. We have enough money. Why don't we give you a better uh, cut? And then maybe some of you will come do firsts here like you do with Epic. And even if you don't, that's okay too, because we still rather give developers a better, a better shake. And from what I can tell, this is being widely uh, praised by 
devs, especially small ones, who were really stoked to know that they can, you know, get a better take when it comes to putting their stuff out on uh, that side of the world. So pretty good deal. I mean, I wouldn't call it a, it's certainly not a direct move against Apple uh, or Amazon or anyone else who does the 70-30, but it is now an expanding club of at least two major companies that are willing to say, yeah, we'll take less so that you can make more. John, thoughts? Do you think this is uh, the right move? Yeah, I think it's great. I think, you know, helping out developers is always uh, a good idea. I'm curious if the fact that they're matching Epic is a early signal of anything going on there. Mm. Because back in the day yeah. when Microsoft was trying to sort of rebrand itself and they were going to do a big push and they were talking about, you're going to be able to play Xbox games on the PC and we're going to really put a big focus into PC development and all of that. Of course, the thing everybody asked them about was, well, what about Steam? You know, you guys notoriously, you know, do your own thing from uh, Steam. You guys have a big history where literally you had Valve pushing Linux because they didn't want people on Windows. That's how you know tenuous their relationship was. Um, and they said, we want to work with them. Like, if we can find a way to work with them, we will. That's tricky because it's companies communicating and talking. But if we find a way to do it, we'd like to do it. Obviously, that hasn't happened. Microsoft has had its own store right. and its kind of own ecosystem. But if they're matching what Epic does... Does this potentially lead to a future where they are cooperating and you see some intermingling of like, well, this is in my Microsoft library. Maybe that's now able to be in my Epic library. Maybe they communicate with each other and vice versa. I'm curious if that's the direction we're oh, going could and be. if that's a part of it. It could be. The, the, the other thing to note here is that Microsoft just prior to all of this in the last year or so has fully embraced steam as well as an alternate outlet for everything. So unlike Epic, they're, they're in a kind of a slightly different position. Um, although it sounds like this is them expanding that position, but their position on published Microsoft titles has been of late anyway. Hey, we'll do it on our stores, but we'll also sell it on steam again. And we'll also put them up on Epic and we're going to put them everywhere. We're going to, we're going to make it so, wherever you like buying our games, you'll buy them there and we'll take whatever cuts we get from wherever we get them. And it's fine. Um, this, this feels more like an, a, a move to say also, what if our store became more of a destination for you and less of a once in a while kind of place or only game pass kind of place? What if it was more than that? And you know, them challenging steam has been long, you know, it's like the holy grail of Microsoft. Are they ever going to do it? They, they own the platform. Are they going to try to compete in that space? And every time there was any kind of poke at it, it was like nothing. It was lame. And I think this is the right approach. It's like, we're everywhere. Check it out. You want Halo? Look at that over there. It's right there. It's also here. It's also there. It's also here. Oh, it's also on Game Pass. Get it wherever you want to get it. And now they're just saying, you want to buy those games here? We'll give you a better cut. Well, we're not going to give users a better cut, but we'll give those devs better cuts for selling it there. And I think that could mean some exclusives and other stuff. But I hope you're right about interoperability of saves and deciding where the home of that game is ultimately. If you decide, well, I'd really, I've been playing it on Steam, but I'd really like to move it over here. That would be cool. Um, I don't know. That all seems weird and hard, but but maybe they'll figure that out. Bo, do you, uh, do you see, okay, suppose one of our more outspoken critics of like Epic's uh, initial, you know, plan to like, 
flood people with money to, to coerce them to come over to try their store first and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, you weren't the biggest fan of all that in the beginning. How does it sound now that it's coming from Microsoft? And again, it's so developer friendly. Do you see it the same or different? Or? I, I was <clears throat> I was never against it and always saw that as a positive. <clears throat> I think what irritated me was that the Epic's trying to sell it like it's a benefit for me. You know, <laughs> like, like come buy games here because devs will get more money. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm happy. Like, you're the industry. Like, most gamers don't think that much about what's going on with the industry when they're making their purchases. Maybe we should all care more, but I don't believe we do. So, um, of note, this is only for the Windows Store sales on PC, like GamePad. Like, it's only PC games. So, right. if you're buying on Xbox, they're maintaining the 70-30 split due to, I guess, comp- competing the industry standard is them and Sony, and that's how just how it goes. Probably well, on, and in theory, though, they could alter that if they want. I mean, Sony, you're right, Sony is 30, everybody's 30, 70, so this isn't... It's, it's a half measure, I guess, is what I'm saying, because right. we kind of nuked the Windows Store from Orbit last week on, you know, like, yeah, they get more money of what, <laughs> you know, if, with... I guess all the sales of Sherlock Holmes will, you know, the Sherlock Holmes, like, find a picture game will do, you know, the developers will make more money. Like, I see it as a positive, and it's a move to compete with Epic. And again, it makes me, you know, ask the question, well, Microsoft's doing a lot to make my buying and having games experience a thing. Yeah. Right? Epic's doing nothing. They're just like, like, their client sucks. They're making me have another client. There's that proposition to customers which is why do i want another store why am i coming here out of all the launchers i have gog steam uh, xbox game pass now like what's my benefit my benefit for having the xbox i don't want to have the xbox launcher but the benefit is well they have game pass that's a huge benefit i pay 15 bucks to get all these games i'll install your launcher right you know and there's exclusivity can be a benefit which is the reason why anyone has an epic launcher it's fortnite exclusivity i think that's the only place you can get it on pc like you have to install the launcher right that's it they're not they're they're not saying like and we have all this great stuff i've been on it the store is hard to navigate yeah it's not great it's the the client you know i don't have a friends list they don't make it easy i've heard horror stories about all kinds of hacks and stuff with it like i'm not the only marketing was developers get more money and i was supposed to go to that client on that basis alone yeah. and i just felt like no we, we can expect more you're competing like give me something interesting the free games i think are what really yeah for a lot of people <laughs> yeah but again the free game situation it's like it's weird because the game pass is kind of free games like i'm paying for it but it's a big selection right but what sort of irritated me and still continues to irritate me about the game industry right now is that Everyone, my time is limited. It's not a money factor anymore. Like it hasn't been for a long time. It's a time factor. Like yeah. I'm deciding where to spend my time. Right. So I don't want to own, I don't need to own games just so I have them. It's like, I don't own them if I don't play them. Like I, you know, I bought Disco Elysium. I haven't touched it yet. I do hope to play it one day. It's not for lack of wanting to. It's just when it's decision time on something I feel like doing, that's not it. So I've tried really hard to break the habit of buying games for no reason on Steam. I don't want to further 
be involved in another client. I think that's more generally what's going on with B2 and how the internet's shaping out. Like everyone wants you to make an account with them so they have your daily user login, so they have your eyeballs. And I'm kind of I'm kind of on this wave of like I want to pull back from it. I'm like, this stuff's valuable and I kind of don't want to create value for these companies anymore. I don't want to be their stooge. So so that's also part of it that's kind of has maybe nothing to do with an analysis on what's working and what's not. But well, overall on the internet, I'm like, I just want to be less involved with a lot of stuff on there. I just don't, you know? I don't know if this is hundred percent true or not, but it feels like to me not to make the story entirely about Epic, but it's hard not to in the, in the face of this change, but Epic, uh, if Epic didn't have the strategy of here's two free games or, you know, here's a game or more than one game a week for free, which is what they've done since launch and still do. And they're good games. If they didn't do that, no one's going to the Epic store except Fortnite players. And they're just going there to launch Fortnite. Like, which to be fair would probably be enough people for them to continue to, of course, justify the existence of a, of a store. Like uh, that's the thing is, I, I do think that there's a level of like, oh man, they're trying so hard to get people over here. But I think deep down, they want to build it up. And yes, it's going to generate revenue for them. They, they're doing it because eventually they want to make money from it. Yeah. They don't need you to go to it right now. Yeah. Fortnite does so much for them and yeah. carries them so much that we can all go. In fact, it's exactly what they are doing is they're going, we're throwing money away at free games. We're losing a lot of money on this. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. Cause we're investing it in the hopes that you'll eventually come back. They don't need us desperately going to the store right now. No. They don't, they don't That's the reason they much. did it. They, they could make this reasonable bet and, and, and if it failed, it's so it's okay. <laughs> like it isn't that big of a deal. Um, some of the chat are thinking we're being a bit cynical about a site that gives you a bunch of free games and a better cut to devs. Um, I kind of agree with that. Not that we're too cynical. I think we should be cynical, but I like that Epic gives me two free games a week. I go there every week to get them, and there's some on there that I really like, and I've bought two or three games on the service that were exclusive or are still exclusive there, like Old World, John's favorite title. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing updates lately. Can't That thing's really shaping up. Loving it. Can't wait for that to come out. And I was happy to give those guys my money there. And I'm glad they got more of it than they would have on Steam. Um, but knowing this marketplace, they're gonna they're gonna be on Steam. And in some weird well, cases, like who who was it? Clay's um what's their card game? I keep forgetting the name of the damn thing. Oh, like Drift Grifter Dr- or something uh, Gr- like that. Grift Drift Griftlands. Griftlands. I love it. Yeah. It's such a cool game. But I bought it. I was so excited about it. I bought it kind of sight unseen, kind of like I did with uh, uh, with Hades. But I bought it on the Epic Store because that's where it launched exclusively. And then when they got to a point where they were kind of at a point with early access, they were going to launch it on Steam, still in early access, but their, their official launch on Steam. I get a, I don't know if it's an email, I don't remember, but I got a thing from them saying, hey, you were an early supporter over there and we just want you to know we appreciate it so much so that here's a code for the Steam version. We're not going to make you buy it twice. So play it where you want to play it. Like that was an interesting move. Not everyone's done that or will do that. Um, I really appreciated it personally, but it also made me ask some questions about, well, are they doing this as a preemptive move to make sure I'm not going to be mad that I got it over there, but now it's on my, now it's on steam or where I would prefer to get it in the first place. And now I'm going to be annoyed that I already own it and it's over there or whatever. And 
I, I, I still not entirely sure what they're doing <laughs> or why they did that. Uh, it did feel like a way of sort of preemptively stopping fires that hadn't been set yet. Um, cause I know players, be, I mean, if you watch that Hades documentary, it's something they definitely are aware of is right. that there is a zeitgeist around telling people to, you know, play in a, play in a store in a storefront you don't want to necessarily play in. And I think, uh, to the person in the chat, I've already lost. I think it's the P squared who said it's a cynical attitude. If given to all things are equal storefronts to say, well, I don't care about the developers. So, uh, I don't care where I buy it. That is a little cynical, but I also think Bo makes a very good point, which is like, it's not all things equal. It's, it's saying we want you to download and run a separate store client. And we want you to have this separate thing and go through a whole different process in order to support devs. And while for me, I I am one of those people that goes, that sounds like a great deal. I would rather see the developers taken care of than, you know, publishers or storefronts or things like that. I care more about the people actually making the games. That's not an attitude. Most people have is an attitude that might even be a major part of our listeners because you're people who have gone out to download a podcast about video games, but the audience that plays video games is much larger than the audience that's talking about them and the audience that's listening about them. It's, it's a huge audience and most of them probably couldn't even tell you what the split was and whether or not it was fair or equitable or who's doing what, like they don't know. And so I, I think, I do think that if you're going to sell somebody on a store, I do think you have to sell something to the consumer because most people aren't going to go, What's the developer storefront split on that? Like nobody asks that. <laughs> nobody question. know. Nobody even knows there's such a thing as a split. It's only us who know. And yes, so when you know, do you have a greater responsibility? Perhaps, but the the all things being equal thing doesn't stack up for me because they're not equal. And and you could say the simple approach of Epic might appeal to some people. Like it's a simplistic store without user reviews, without a lot of the tools and searchability and the other things that you're used to on Steam. Um, and I'm a little surprised that that stuff hasn't improved much since launch of that thing. Little things here and there have, but um, I thought I thought we'd see more by now. But but regardless, like it's impossible to call those two services equal um, just by physical standards. Even if even if opinions differ about whether it's good to have tons of tools like Steam does or barely any like they do, they're just not physically the same place. And so, yeah, if all things were equal. Well, then we probably talk about this differently. I just, I look for companies who bring me value, whatever that value may be. Right now, Epic brings me value in free games. So I use them for that and occasionally an early access title or something I can't get anywhere else. So a, some exclusive or six months in advance version or whatever. I'll do that over there. It's fine. I don't mind doing it. Um, I did it with Hitman 3 and I bought Hitman 1 and 2 for super cheap over there, even though I already had those games on Steam because I wanted to play it early. And didn't want to wait. I wasn't getting the console versions. So there's there's reasons why I'll spend money there. And I definitely go there to get these free games. My library now over there is massive. And I may never play 90% of them. But they're still there. And I, I own them in the, in the store. Um, if they bring new value, great. Maybe more of my interest shifts there. Microsoft has the same job ahead of them. The difference here seems to be, and we'll see how it works out for them, but the big difference to them seems to be they're like, we'll just be wherever 
like you, that's fine. You want Steam? Go ahead. Get us on Steam. We're over there still, and Steam still gets their cut, and we're not fighting them on it. We're not making a giant stink out of it. That's, you know, Epic's fight. Let them have it. Let them be over there fighting Steam or Valve and fighting Apple and fighting anyone else they feel like. We'll just quietly put our games there, and you can just buy them if you want and have sales, Microsoft Studio sales all the time, and that's what they've been doing, and it's been going well for them over there. They sell a ton of copies on Steam, and they get top 10 lists or top 10 listings constantly for their games and their reviews are strong. Like they're doing well, but now they can also say, but over here at our store, you can get them there too. And we'll also give more to the devs. So that's part of it. But for the people John's talking about who don't know any better, uh, also it's just there because there's a store on their computer and they don't know what steam is. Like, I think that's the smart way to do it. There's no reason to be resistant to these platforms for Microsoft. They should just let everybody make whatever the frick they want and they can put them wherever people want to play games. And if the numbers are enough, it's more about are there enough players there to justify it and less about industry standards or competition or any of that. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to play Halo. So put it everywhere. Sell as many as you can. There's no reason to, to not. If you're not going to make it so that Xbox is an exclusivity monster the way that PlayStation might be now these days, then then don't sell it to whoever wants to give you money <laughs> and then and then what the cases where you make a little more great in the cases you make a little less great and when you do it in your own service great and if you get subs for game pass great like i feel like they got the triple win going and they don't really have to think too hard about it um the bigger question is will that windows store improve because it's just kind of a mess you know bo's right i'm looking at it right now like look at this hold on uh, screen okay the top games, they focus on the free shit immediately. So the giant banner up here is Raid Shadow Legends, which just came to PC. But it's basically that mobile game on a PC. Fine, whatever. I've actually been curious to check it out because I'm a nerd for stuff like that. But it's not, you know, this isn't marquee stuff. Below that, SpongeBob Krusty uh, Cookoff, Diamond Digger Saga, and Big Farm Mobile Harvest. All right. Then you got farm of your dreams, Scott. That sounds like a game for you. Yeah. Build a farm of your dreams. It might be, except I'll bet it's so riddled with microtransactions that I'll want to stab myself in the eye with a fork. Then you got top. I'm not going to say you're right, but I'm going to say that the screenshots for it all involve numbers of feet. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to say no way in hell I'm playing big farm mobile harvest. It's just numbers. (laughs) It's just numbers popping off of art. That's yeah. all the screenshots are. Maybe Bo like it. He likes numbers on his action RPGs. Maybe this is. Uh, you know. <laughs> it does. It looks like if Diablo, you were killing wheat and milk and cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. Then their top free games are listed: Roblox, Alpha, Alpha, Asphalt Nine, King, Rise of Kings, and all this other BS. All their free games. Then they have a top paid games listing with a smaller font, way down toward the bottom. And then they start talking about stuff, you know, Halo and Halo Universe and or the whatever the the Halo collection, whatever Master Chief collection, uh, Sea of Thieves, Forza, all these things that are in Game Pass, which they market here, big Game Pass under everything for the most part. Um, it's a little weird that that uh, sorry, Minecraft for Windows is not on Game Pass. That's weird. Anyway, yeah. Uh, then they got best rated games, and again, that's a mix of mostly free shit. And then trending games, mostly free shit. So it's uh, it's ugly. It's not great. And I don't know what they're going to do to change this. 
But if they don't change this to feel more steamish, then what's the point? I'm <laughs> like, why even try? One of these games is called Survival Free Fire Strike Wars. Perfect. Perfect. Did you now wait? You didn't just throw some names in a tumbler and then pull them out and <laughs> mix them together, right? The Survival Free Fire Strike Wars. Yeah. And then it says free underneath it to really reiterate that it's free. I like ones that steal other games' names as their subtitles. So we got Steel Storm colon Red Alert. Now, don't be go thinking uh, Command and Conquer made a new game, okay? It's not. It's Steel yeah. Storm, whatever that is. Well, uh, let me tell you, I just want you to know what the uh, what some of the features of Survival Free Fire Strike Wars is. Here's the features. Okay. It features Survival Free Fire Strike Wars. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we all knew exactly what that was. That's in there. Realistic 3D cockpit and controls. For what? I don't know what we're doing in this game. Yeah. Superb battlefields and air combat, missiles, bombs, machine guns, and more. And more? Wait, and you just didn't, you just named like uh, the whole thing I need, but there's more? Wow. Well, anyway, it's all it's not great. So if they're going to improve that, then I guess good, but also Microsoft not Microsoft's not known for doing great on the Microsoft storefront period. Uh Game Pass app's pretty good. So my my take would be you take that Xbox Game Pass app and you just build that out. And it does, it is. I mean, you go there and you can buy stuff, but just make that your app. It looks more gamery. It this looks like my grandma scrolling around going. Which one of these lets me match three gems in a row? That's what this looks like. I, I was hoping to play Survival Free Fire Strike Wars for free. <laughs> I want to play Rage of Kings, Defend Dawn War. Is that on Crash, here? Crash of Magic. Ah. <laughs> uh. Regardless of what happens, this is pretty great. I love stupid mobile game names, and I think we should talk about them more often. All right, moving on. Activision Blizzard, Blizzard, you may have heard of them. Um, CEO Bobby Kotick cuts his pay and says he's hiring 2,500 employees. Is it with the cut pay? Because <laughs> that's too much money. He's making too much money then. If if two twenty five hundred people uh, can g- come or go because he takes a pay cut, uh, that seems bad. No, I think they're not related. I think he just announced both at the same time. Well, okay, the salary cut uh, is a reduction to eight hundred and seventy five grand per year, down from one point seven five million a year. Yeah, it costs way more to hire two thousand five hundred employees. Like. Well, that doesn't include That's his bonuses not, either. By the way, his bonuses. The, 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 the two don't correlate. It's just it was a it was something he announced while also announcing that or whoever announced it. So, um, <laughs> where what does it say? This uh, hang on. Kodak uh, spoke a bit about the layoffs yesterday, touting twenty five hundred possible openings at the company, and confusingly worrying out loud over potential new hires with places like Apple and Facebook. Yeah. Um. 
And let's be clear about one thing, and maybe it's just I'm going to be hypercritical of everything Bobby Kotick does, but (laughs) he didn't just wake up and go, I was visited by three ghosts last night, and I'm going to take a pay cut. He had a board of shareholders come together and say, hey, we think this guy's making way too much money, and I don't think we should, uh, I don't think we should Except that. And it was over ire from shareholders, it says in here, that he he decided this. So, yes, he's voluntarily doing it mm-hmm. in the form of all the shareholders were getting together and going, Bobby, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Bobby. Yeah, come on, Bobby. What are you doing, buddy? Uh, chat room, I need to show you something. So, here's a picture of Bobby Kotick. All right. There you go. There he is waving. Waving at his money as it leaves, right? I don't know who's waving at. <laughs> waving at his dollars so they flap on by. Um, now, as soon as I saw that, I went, is that Jonah Hill? And here's why. I think <laughs> yeah. Look at this picture of Jonah Hill. Tell me those two guys aren't related. Wait, wait. Uh, he was in a movie that. with Jonah Hill. Is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in the movie Moneyball. Oh, no way. What was he doing? In, yeah. What was Bobby Kotick doing in Moneyball? Being a rich guy. That's hilarious. All right. Yeah, I, Bobby Codex. I know we all have him on our devil list. He's probably fine. Um, all CEOs make too much money. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Well, first of all, I don't like the article, well, but- like John said. Don't don't make it sound like he did this altruistic mo- move of, I'm going to take a pay cut and hire 2,500 more. He's not doing that. The board said, Bobby. Dude, how many jets do you have right now? Okay, that's too many. We're taking, we're cutting you back. Plus, he's still getting his multi-million-dollar bonuses every year, yeah. on top of it, and so. probably own stock options and comps things to the corporate account, and not have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. All that stuff happens. I mean, my hope is, and you know, we'll see. But my hope is, is that with this money cut, does come positive changes for you know other people in the company like you would you would hope that like they cut this and it's not just a case of well let's hire more people like you would hope that it some of that money is going to go to the people that are working for them because uh you hear stories yeah and uh that's my hope that's what i care more about is it fine that they cut his salary in half yes but what they do with that is another uh another big part of it it's like when uh iwata took a pay cut after the 3ds i think it was when he said he was gonna take a pay cut and that was specifically tailored to help the 3ds to help the people that were working in nintendo to help meet uh you know what they had promised and that that was positive because you knew where that money was going we don't know where this money's going we know bobby's not getting it nope at least not directly but yeah. it's not a lot of money, you know, though. What does that work out to? Right. It's not, it's well, not a huge it, amount of money, though, in this case. No, it, but uh, in the larger scheme of things, absolutely not. But it's a drop in the bucket. I'm definitely like, not. Like on, on, the, on the scale for Activision Blizzard, I'm, you know, it's, I think I think the bigger thing is that, you know, we, we sat and watched two major layoffs happen at Blizzard. Yeah. Activision Blizzard, <laughs> and, and to hear that they're hiring twenty five hundred people, just like you could have just kept them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, man. I, 
I don't know how to reconcile. Really uprooted like his... people's lives for a lot of people. Those were it was a dream job, you know, big deal for them. I don't know. Some of them make me madder Sad. than others. Like I get less mad at. Um, I mean, I probably should get mad at all of them equally. I don't know, but I feel like I get less mad at Tim Cook or Satya Nadella or um, who's the Google guy right now? Uh, Sun. It's an Indian uh, name. I, can never I don't remember. remember. It. Sun, not sun. I know what you mean. They all anyway. do it, right? This is like the fact that it happens at this company is not like it's something that some it's, earth-shattering news. Right. Like as far as corporate, you know, the CEO of Kleenex could have just laid off a bunch of people and cut, then was forced to cut his bonus and hire back people like that. You know, it probably yeah. happens all over the place. But the problem is, Blizzard's like home. Like we have an emotional attachment. We play in their world, and then we all. Sh- it goes back to the community thing. The whole yeah. company has built itself up on community, so it's easy to feel attached to the people that create community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though it's virtual, you know, places you if you were to go to a coffee, a bookstore, or a coffee shop with regularity, you'd be bummed if someone there got fired from it, or if they were going through financial hardship or whatever, whatever. Because if a personal relationship, and I just think we have a personal relationship to people who to that particular company who made that particular MMO because they made a community and not all MMOs have that. Uh, it might not even be something that you could accomplish now in 2021, but back when we were dreaming of online gaming being a thing yeah. and looking for that Messiah of online worlds and all the promises that it held, we're all connected to that company for that reason. And now it's a, it's, it's an, it's a feather in Codex hat. Now it's, it's a ornament in a large art gallery of a mustachioed villain essentially yeah and uh we we, we, we have a bias here that it. we can't we can't avoid this bias i can't yeah i should speak for me but it's hard for me to think of bobby kodak outside of that context that you just laid out i can't do it it's like it's impossible yeah. for me yeah. so anyway um <laughs> kentucky fried computer in the chat says wait is the corporation not my friend <laughs> yes they're not your friends they just want to make money so careful about those loyalties, like use what you need, like what you like, do what you do, but just know that they, they don't actually give a shit about you. They care about your money and moreover, they care about lots of people at once giving money. They don't have the, you know, if you're a small company, that's different. You, you rely on every single thing you do and you really want to have those relationships and there's a real relationship so they can be, but you get to a certain scale and you are a blip on the radar. So. Get used to it. All right. But not here to frog at frog pants. We value the listener and every one of you (laughs) is great. Okay. Uh, PSA free to play games on Xbox will no longer require a live gold subscription. This was already mentioned or announced a couple weeks ago, about a month ago or so. And now it's for real. So if you wanted to go play to your heart's content, whatever game, uh, Fortnite, freaking, what's the one with the weird shaped everybody's um, uh, Warframe. You want to play that? Fall guys, fall guys, <laughs> whatever it is, you no longer have to pay to play a free to play game. And I think that was the right thing to do. And I'm a little bugged that it was ever not a thing, but I don't know. They had, that was an old system that needed to mature and come current. Um, when gold was a thing and you had to have it to play <laughs> multiplayer games back in the day, these didn't exist. There weren't free to play games that were massive shooters and junk war zone, whatever. Like you couldn't do that stuff then, but you can now, Microsoft's finally letting go, and uh, that's good. It's good for gamers. So, Bo, yes, you were laughing at something. What were you laughing at? Uh, well, you just said, come current, and it made me laugh. 
I'm sorry. Wow. I just it had nothing to do with anything. Just just, just laughing. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Anyways, moving on. Sometimes, you know, we have to those things happen. Yeah. I'm I'm down. How do you okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna keep picking at it. Yeah. It's funny. Don't but, pick um, that's the problem. Just leave it alone. Yeah, if you keep picking at it, you'll, you'll leave the leave the current alone. There you go. Uh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I just never heard those two words beside each other. It just made me laugh. Yeah, it sounds like a yeah. a, a news site. I don't want to visit. <laughs> I don't want to visit. Come current. Uh, all right. Here's a hey. Look at this. Uh, besides that, oh, any thoughts on the live thing? We've talked about it before. It's a good move, right? We're yeah, all in agreement. It should. Yeah. If the game's free, you shouldn't have to pay anything to play it. Yeah, my Sony already doing that. PCs, of course, based on that, like. It's a it's an old thing that needed to go away. I understand like premium services exist for a reason and it's it makes sense to me and I don't really have a problem with that. But when it's just to play a game that doesn't cost anything and your competition isn't charging for that, you got to, I don't know, you got to change stuff. It's so interesting because in the 360 era, Microsoft <laughs> got to charge this stuff. He was still laughing at come current. What are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm losing it. <laughs> I should mute. Uh, uh, but back in the 360 days, you had to pay to multiplayer anything. And Sony's strategy at the time of the PS3, which was which was uh, losing early in that race, was to uh, make all their online stuff for free. And it wasn't until the end of that cycle and the beginning of the PS4 that PSN became a you got to pay for this every month deal. So then they were all in line and everybody was kind of doing it. But there was this one little thing that made Microsoft a little bit weird, which was, you know, you got to still pay it if you're paying free games. And um, not anymore. It's all in parity now. So I guess take that as you will. Um, All right. Capcom. Are you familiar with Capcom? You like Capcom? Mm -hmm. You're into it? I do like Capcom. You do. You like all their... The Resident Evil series is one of John's favorite game series of all time. I like Resident Evil. I like the Mega Man. Yeah. Mega Man. He's pretty great. Mega Man. You got your uh, your Street uh, Fighters. Street Fighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got Dal Sim with his long arms and uh, a fat Japanese guy with 100 hand slaps. What's his name? Uh, Jim Bob. E Honda. E Honda. There you go. Electronic Honda. It's the new wave of cars coming soon. Um, Anyway, he had all the the names of those characters backwards, whether you're in Japan or America. That's always fun. It's always good, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, Capcom, a story to developer. I don't know why I'm going on like this because there's no really need to. They just basically extended the window to play the Resident Evil Village demo. So uh, they want more people to, to try that thing out. Either of you yeah, try it? So no. The, the demo uh, the demo's going to be on May 1st. So it hasn't happened yet. You haven't hit it. But they were doing a really dumb thing with the demos for this game. So first of all, the, the original demo that came out, which was kind of a a prologue to the game came out only on the PlayStation, which is fine. Um, But that demo stuck around. You can play it. You can do whatever you want with it, but it's only on PlayStation five. The subsequent demos that came out that are coming out everywhere. uh, You only get to play for an hour, which Mm. is fine. They're just giving you a section of gameplay and say, you have an hour to play in this demo. Yeah. Uh, But they were only going to make it live for a single day. And for a period of time on that day, and it was a really stupid way to do a demo to just basically say, Hey, schedule your life around 
this demo window <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of it. It kind of makes it more of an influencer like sort of thing. Like, Hey, we're all going to be doing it right at this moment. Yeah. Uh, and apparently everybody telling Capcom that that's a stupid thing got to them. And they said, Oh, I guess that is a stupid thing. Uh, cause they have extended it. It's now going to go until I believe May 9th or may even go past that. I think May 9th might be, uh, yeah, May 9th is where it's going to be. May so, 9th. Okay. All right. It's still silly, right? I mean, it's, it's a demo. still dumb. Like, <laughs> it's the still, point like, of a demo is to sell you on the game. It should exist forever. Yes. In case <laughs> in a month from now, someone goes, Do I want to play this game? Wish there was a demo that I could play to get a sense of if it's something I'd like. I so, agree. yeah. I agree with that. Um, well, anyway, do you, oh, do you hear about the, so the VR for four, they're going to put this in VR. Now, this is only interesting for a couple of reasons. I don't care about a VR version of resident evil because I'll never play it that way because I'm a chicken shit. But here's what I wanted to say about VR and four. They've gone nuts with it. So they're putting it on quest. That's the destination device for it. Quest two. And since quest, since the quest and quest two both support, um, finger and hand recognition uh you're going to literally save at a typewriter by typing into the typewriter in the world that's that's awesome. dumb i love it and it makes me literally want a vr headset just for that i know i knew you'd thing. love this i knew you'd love this now it gets better so there's that part you don't thread the the freaking tape or anything dumb like that like the what's it called the uh, uh typewriter ribbon you don't run the ribbon through there or anything that would be insane but a few other things uh, you can dual wield, first of all, or have a knife in this hand and a gun in this hand. I don't know if that was true in the third person or not, but you can carry two weapons um, and you see them out in front of you and stuff. They're doing real work with it. But the inventory management, uh, John, you know, famously Resident Evil in general, but that game in particular was like um, people compare it to Tetris. You know, you open the inventory yeah your suitcase looking thing and a gun fits this way and an ammo fits down this way. And it's like this puzzle in itself of how to keep all your inventory together, which I freaking hate. However, <laughs> in four, they let you open that thing up with your hands and move these things around and put them in the place you want to put them all physically item by item. Any way you want to It's almost like its own freaking mini game. Like a Jenga. Hell yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like, like kind of like Jenga or like uh yeah real life tetris like i don't know what else to call it it's like such an odd it's such an odd thing to to i love it how do you not like that inventory system scott it's zen you're like oh look the shotgun if i put it vertical zen it's just perfect it's just nice Uh, it's just nice no it's It's not very comforting it's it's cumbersome and horrible and i hate it no it was great i hate it it's better than what they did for two remake where everything just takes up one slot and you just don't have enough slots well that was the seven method right if you're like you know packing guy when it comes to taking your family over to their grandparents (laughs) for christmas and you're good at fitting stuff in the car like you have great inventory skills in resident evil it's fantastic yeah my wife would love this i would hate it because she loves packing i hate packing uh, my dad was really good at packing. I always hated it. So it's just not my thing. Um, I just wish Resident Evil inventory was an endless pile of things that I could just grab and never worry about running out. Now, I know that's part of the tension and I know it's part of the uh-huh. survival aspects and all that. But F that, I, you know, like Skyrim had a code for no encumbrance for a reason because it sucks. 
just, I want all the inventory I want and none of the, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I hate that. I hate upper limits or not. Let me put it this way. A limited inventory makes sense to me, but make a bigger limit and don't have some <laughs> arbitrary bullshit I have to do to make it bigger. Just a little bigger. Resident Evil's like, you got two pockets. You're going to fit a, a, a bazooka in your left pocket. <laughs> like they're not going to let you do it. <laughs> Until you get bigger slots or whatever. And even that, you got to remember that game, yes, it was single slots, but the bigger weapons took up, what, two two spaces? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'll play Village because you know someone's what, buying it, but that's not because I like the inventory. I can promise you that. You know what game I actually agreed with you on mm. and it got me? Because normally I'm like, I'm fine with it. You know, I agree. It's part of the tension. But Last of Us Part 2 is the first game where I went. Really? You're walking around with a giant backpack on your back. Like the game acknowledges that you have to have a place to keep this stuff. And it shows it on your character when you're carrying things. And then you're like, all right, well, I've got seven bullets. And you go to pick up another and they're like, you can't get another bullet. You're like, really? You can't find a place to put two more bullets. There's two bullets on the ground and you you're just at a loss. This is too much for you. Yeah. Grease them up. Put them in your hooter. If you got it, whatever you got. Seven bullets. That's all we got. Um, All right. Well, we're going to now move on to uh, some more news. So how many of us in the room here saw the Mortal Kombat film? Me too. Bo, did you get a chance to see it? No, we talked about this last week. It's, it's I don't know. It's a magical place. I'm not spending thirty five dollars to watch it. So. <laughs> you're in a you're in Canadian movie jail because for some dumb reason this stuff isn't available where other people live, and I don't know why. It's available, but not for the. I'm not paying that much money for. Right, you should pay have streaming to. services. It should just be for free. You're right, and it was for John and I. I don't know why it isn't for you. I don't get it, but. uh Anyway, so John there's, and I it's, thought... It, it takes, it, there's more um, network cable that has to be run. That has to be paid for, you know, the infrastructure yeah. of the internet. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Here's my review. It's total trash, and you should all see it. And you'll enjoy it. about what I thought. That's yeah, it's garbage. It's not great. It's, I'm not, this is not a negative review. This is actually a positive review. Here's my review. It's garbage. It's pandery. It's stupid. Uh, it's kind of crappy and I'll give it nine out of 10 stars. <laughs> like I liked it. I really had a good time. Like I really had fun with this movie. It really panders to people. I giggled like a schoolgirl when Scorpion yelled, get over here for the first time. Um, there's a, just a lot of stuff like that. And the movie really knows it. It knows that players are watching and you know, you got your Kano wins and, Kano's whole arc. He's the best thing in the movie. Kano is fantastic. Kano He's the best thing is, in the movie. Yeah. Forget really about good. the stuff where it's like, well, this was dumb, but I liked it anyway. Kano's legitimately really good in that movie. He steals the entire movie. Yeah, no question. He's the guy from House of Lies, right? I don't know if you guys watched that before. I haven't, but I've heard he's very good in that also, and that it shouldn't be a surprise. House of Lies is a good show. Yeah. It's a good show. He's very funny, like legit funny. So So much so that no one else is ever funny in this. And no one else is as good of an actor as he is. And there's some really weird choices for stuff like Raiden's horrible. Um, <laughs> there's some a couple of really great um, fatalities. I, I hungered for more. I wanted more of that stuff. Um, Kung Lao is great. Kung Lao is great. That's because they basically let him be Kung Lao from the game. Like if you told me, no, that wasn't an actor. We just brought in Kung Lao from the video game. I would have been like, oh, well, that makes sense because it looked exactly like him. He did Kung Lao stuff. And then, you know, 
like anybody who likes Kung Lao, he ended up being a little disappointed with how things go for him. But, you know. <laughs> he's the hat guy, way. right? Yeah, he's the hat yeah. guy. Exactly. I've they, they always ma- liked him more than Liu Kang. I always thought he was way cooler. And I was like, man, they should make Kung Lao the main character. And every time you think like, and I'm talking about the games, every time you're like, yeah, Kung Lao, they kill him off. You're like. <laughs> Damn it! He's cooler than all the other characters you're keeping around. Yeah, and his laser hat or his razor hat. Like, what's great about it is like Kano really talks trash to to Kung Lao, and it's perfect. Like, it's great. It's garbage, but it's great. Like, great garbage. It's really. I don't know what else. It's junk food movie. It's fun. I had so much fun with it. Kim had fun, and she she normally would like roll her eyes at this stuff, but she had a blast. And neither of us are talking about how great it is. It's not great. It's not. It's bad. But it's good, bad, man, and worth seeing. And if you're an MK fan at all, of course you're going to watch this. It's great. Raiden, he sucked. I I thought he could have been good if he did anything. But man, you want to talk about a useless character in this movie. Freaking Raiden. Like, mm. oh my gosh, he didn't do anything. He stood behind a wall at one point, and that was the most interesting thing he did. Yeah, and Liu Kang. Maybe they're saving it up for a sequel. Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Because they did, they did hint at it. They're going to go to Hollywood and find Johnny Cage, which is annoying. The MKU. Yeah, but yeah. like Liu Kang walking around just going, you guys are cold. I got a little fire right here. I can warm your hands up. You want to put your hands by my warm, hot fan? Like his, he, he was really diminished to me compared to the previous film. I try to forget about Annihilation. That's a shit movie. But yeah, but uh, yeah, like uh, uh, Sif in the chat says, at least Chris Lambert was memorable. Yeah, this guy who plays Raiden is not at all. No, memorable except no. memorable. He doesn't for do how anything. He has no. He has almost less personality than the main character of the movie, <laughs> yeah, which is guy, really saying something. Yeah, know that um, going into this. It's a new guy. It's a character you've never heard of. His name is Cole. And he's not, he's basically Black Panther's powers of kinetic ability absorption. And then. But does he? Because, like, <laughs> that's the whole thing about this movie. We need to talk about this for just a second. <laughs> so the whole thing about this movie is that you unlock your arcana, is what they call it. Yeah. And it's like. It's like some special ability that is unique to you because you got mad enough and you were chosen by the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah. And uh, so for Kano, he gets to shoot a laser out of his eye and he's really excited about it when yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um, so some of them are cool. Some of them make a lot of sense. Some of them don't make very much sense. Um, but I, I think generally the stuff is pretty neat. The main character who you're already not going to like because he's not from the game. You're like, who's this guy? Yeah, Cole. And then he has zero personality. Like he, the, He's well acted. I like the actor. He's, he's got fine, yeah. he's got a good look. He's does buff. a fine job with a character. Sure. He has zero personality in the in the movie. And, in, and in, you're like... In, in, if, uh, sorry to interject this part, but it, we should be more interested in him because he's the bloodline of Scorpion. Like that's badass. Yeah. And we don't. it never pays off. But anyway, go ahead. Well, and I thought, well, maybe his arcana is going to be like he summons forth Scorpion or something, you know, like something cool. Like maybe maybe that's how they're going to tie it into his dad or something like or not dad, but his ancestor, (laughs) you know, something neat like that. And I'm watching it and his arcana is he gets a stupid rubber shirt (laughs) that, that looks dumb as hell. And he gets some like tomfas that he like smacks people with. Yeah. 
And it looks like it does have Black Panther's power because when he gets hit, it glows. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it stores kinetic energy. And then he unleashes it and he gets the crap kicked out of him and his chest is just glowing and glowing. And I was like, oh, he's going to Black Panther uh, this guy. He's going to Black Panther him. And then he does an uppercut. And the character he uppercuts is just like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, that's it? <laughs> he doesn't have any cool abilities at yeah, all. It was lame. He's, he just absolutely sucks. None of it ties into Scorpion at all. It's, it's dumb. I hated the main character so much, but I'm I'm with you, Scott. It It's kind of like the last Star Wars movie for me, where it was like when I was done with it, I was like, oh, that was fun. That was a really good time. When I think about it, yeah, I'm was... like, oh my God, what <laughs> a nightmare this movie was. <laughs> like if I if I really think about it, I'm just like, there's so many problems. There's so many issues. But I had a good time while I was there. And I had a similar experience. My wife, who typically avoids all things Mortal Kombat, uh, she watched it. She had a good time. Um uh, her son watched it with us. She wasn't watching it initially because she thought it was going to be too gory. Yeah. And uh, she almost had it confirmed when she's like, how you guys doing in there? And he yells out, oh, we're just watching a guy who got his face cut off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was like, a pretty good don't moment. Tell, don't tell your mom that. Yeah, don't, don't tell her that. Mom. This is our secret. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's got some good gory moments, which it needed. It's, it is our I'd call it hard R. And. Uh, that was my problem with the nineties movie is it just never felt very consequential because everything was PG 13 in that movie. And I think this one was right to do that, but I am never going to tell you this is like a great movie. I'm going to tell you it's a no. good time and that's about it. It's a fun. Time. And I still think the 95 movie is better. Yeah. If I'm, it's so hard. I mean, right now this is rated higher than the other two in terms of total review. That's scores, pretty but bad. Yeah. It's the ninety five. Yeah, like, I mean, you're splitting airs here. I haven't seen it, but I'm like, well, that yeah, not saying much. Um, <laughs> I, I like the '95 movie. I think movie, the problem but, is, yeah. like, the '95 movie doesn't try to rise above itself, and therefore, when it is exactly what it's supposed to be, you're like, okay, yeah, it's cheesy, but yeah. that's fine. That's what it is. This movie tries to pretend it's not what it is sometimes, and I think it falls flat as a result. Uh, more often than not. Yeah. Um, I think this movie should have probably just been a little more. We know this is stupid, but just go along with it. Like <laughs> it, at time, at times it seemed embarrassed of itself. They had to throw in a joke about combat being spelled wrong. And oh, it's like, right. don't be self-aware. Don't do it. Just yeah. go. No, it's mortal combat. And if somebody in the audience is going, why is it spelled with a K? That's their problem for not knowing. Yeah, that's that's not, not that's on, on the movie to explain. That's on the audience for being too stupid to figure it out themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I had a fun time. Um, the only other thing I would say is uh, that the special effects were really great. It's the best Goro I've ever seen. Um, Goro looked good. He looked great. Looked really he good. He didn't. He sucked. He's a shitty fighter in this, but he's <laughs> he looks by, He was defeated by a barn and a housewife yeah. and a rubber shirt. Yeah, it's pretty bad, that part. But but he looked amazing. I think all the effects looked pretty great. And Jax had potential, but they blew it with him. They could have his, his origin of his arms, which is kind of re- retconned here, uh, was good, 
but then they just took forever to get to any kind of resolution with him. And it turned out his shocker or whatever it's called, what'd you call it? Arcana, Arcana. Arcana, yeah. His thing turned out to be better robot arms. Like he already had, <laughs> he had robot arms from his arms being shattered and torn off by um, Sub-Zero. So they, these monks put on the put on these like robot arms that were kind of more akin to something like Furiosa would wear. And they were real, yeah. you know, kind of janky, looked like old parts from like lawnmowers or something. And then they kind of made him stronger, but not really. And then when his thing finally kicked in, all of this cool robot and steel and chrome started ripping out of himself and building better Jack's arms. That's a that's a dumb idea. That's dumb. I thought that was okay. I thought that was okay because the Arcanas are there to. It wasn't as dumb as Rubber Shirt Arcana. <laughs> no, but. you're right. Rubber Shirt was shit. It looked like the texture <laughs> from some old. It just was bad. Oh, it was so bad. Um, you know, and he did really, have a really he did have a really great line when he smashed uh, the head and was just like, "Yeah, these effing work." <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know who that was? The head that got smashed. Um, that's Rictus from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, this he uh, looked he looked familiar yeah, playing. The, uh, I've got a baby brother, name? and he's perfect in every way. That guy, that's him. Yeah. General <laughs> General something. They they had some. For a movie that did not have Johnny Cage, which is a crime. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a big... They, a, they had yeah. Natara, and they had General whatever... Uh, Grievous, or whatever his name was. Yeah, General know. Grievous was in there, <laughs> and they were scraping the bottom of the barrel for some of those characters, and you're like, really? You guys had to introduce a character that I barely remember his name is Cole. I remembered it at the end. I was like, oh yeah, his name's Cole. Uh, and some like real third stringer characters and you don't have Johnny Cage in here. What are you doing? Didn't they retcon, uh, Katana's? I mean, they made her the Baraka hybrid face. No, that was Melina. Oh, that's okay. Cause that's, there's, there, there is a clone, but Katana isn't in it. I so thought, Katana's think- clone is in it, but not. Katana. Oh, all right. Well, and the Johnny Cage thing, I think they're safe that he was, the very end is like, I'm going to Hollywood. And then they show a picture of Johnny Cage's latest movie. And so it's like, Oh, you're going to go find Johnny Cage and then roll credits. So they want to do a sequel. They'll bring Johnny Cage in. And that's probably good. Cause Kano's dead. And Kano was the, was the funny in this movie in the next one. Hopefully whoever plays Johnny Cage is actually funny. And they pull that off. And that's your guy for that movie. I don't know. Cause with Kano gone, you lose a lot of this movie. Like, yeah, they can always bring him. They back. can. That's true. There's there's the nether world. Yeah, they just go down true. there and they're just yeah. like, oh hey Kano, and he's like, I'm back in your effing movie because you all effing suck. <laughs> just cuts the whole thing. I loved. It. I mean, it have great. you played any of the recent campaigns? Uh, oh yeah, Scott? I love that like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so stupid. Like they die, come back, they turn into dark versions of themselves, and yeah, those are yeah, better though. Could, those would be better movies than the movie they are better movies than probably what you watch just that they weren't yeah. live action coolness you know like right. that's the i don't know why they don't do that like just work with some of those writers and make that ridiculous thing because that i think i would appreciate as a fan that's sort of what i was expecting i mean i'm not surprised it didn't end up that way but i was just kind of expecting that like the combat's coming <laughs> oh no and you get teleported and it's just fighting and ridiculousness i don't know yeah. it sounds like they tried a little bit they did and toward I, the you know at the end you got the you you get what you come to mortal Kombat for which is your two main ninjas in a big fight so you get you get sub-zero and you get scorpion and you get come over here and you get frozen shit and all that 
And that fight was great. It was really fun. I think Sub-Zero could have looked a lot better. I thought that Scorpion looked great, like costume-wise. And I kind of wish they'd have made, I don't know, they, Sub-Zero looked like a guy that was just constantly, his eyes were propped open by toothpicks, and he was in the tightest little suit he could wear. And he should have looked just looser and bigger and, I don't know, more Also, like maybe put a little color in your movie that's about colorful ninjas. Yeah. I mean, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> notorious for rainbow ninjas being in it, and... They really went to the Zack Snyder school of coloring your movie where it was like, yeah, Scorpion's yellow, but Sub-Zero doesn't seem to be wearing any blue yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, which is which, which is weird. There's no color in the movie, really. It's kind of a except for that shirt, I guess, is kind of colorful. And Liu Kang. Yes. OK, Liu Kang's played by this uh, this actor who looks like he's he's the shape of an 11 year old until he flexes. <laughs> Yes, and then I wanted to talk about oh this because it's gosh. shocking. It's shocking, dude. I was like, "Who's the string bean they got to play Liu Kang?" And then he gets ready for a fight, and he goes, and you're just like, and you're like, oh ah! my god, he's gonna explode! It was like a, it's like being at a Gallagher concert in the front row. You're gonna get wet. This guy's gonna pop and ex- excrete on everybody. Is he that was, his Arcanum? No, it was just like that. That is mu- like it's not CG muscle. No, his is his fire. No. His is chucking fire to everybody. Oh, right, right, right. And, right. and uh, the bicycle. It's him. He's this. Whoever this dude is is zero. Does he body do the fat. bicycle kick? Probably negative body fat. I don't know where this guy's body fat is, but good lord. Does, um, he, does he do the bicycle kick? He does. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't that's go. Whoa, 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 though, which I'm bummed me. <laughs> oh, that's important. I know. And and Raiden never fought anybody, which pissed me off. Like Raiden's one of my. Well, maybe they're fighters. saving him for a sequel. You know, he's the Thanos of the thing. I guess. I will say oh, this though. Oh, you know though. who was? Oh. You know who was good in that movie? Cabal. Cabal was great, except his Even voice. He, he sounded like Ray Romano. Some, he sounded like Ray Romano. Yeah, he's and like, he said some uh, stupid things like, "Hey, he's about to get his soul sucked." Yeah, he's like, and you're like, right, "What are right. you doing, man?" All right, you want? Right. He just had this like New York Ray Romano kind of vibe to him when he talked, but when he fought and just looked cool badass cabal is cool man really cool in this um and i will say the only good thing i'll say about raiden his tele when you knew he was going to teleport in there'd be some like big electricity thing you had to walk through those effects were badass they looked really cool and like i don't know made the hair on my arm set up because it just looked like everyone's going to die from electricity shock but that kind of stuff looked great, but he was just a what a deadbeat, what a terrible character he was in that. So bad. Yeah. Shang Tsung wasn't very good either, no. but I feel bad for the Shang Tsung actor because he had uh, huge shoes to fill, and I would say he had an impossible. You can't beat the ninety-five Shang Tsung. Yeah, you can't beat Kerry At- Atawagabi. What's his name? Not that. <laughs> Hold on. You, you, you tried. You tried. Combat. I'm going to find his name. Carrie. Shoot. He's so Harry, great. Carrie. Shoot. Carrie. Uh, is he related to Dwight? Shoot. Here it is. Carrie Hiroyuki Tawaga. Ta- Tagawa. Anyway, played Shang Tsung in the original. He is awesome in everything. If you haven't seen Man in the High Castle, you are missing out on the best character in that show, which is him. He's so good. Oh, my gosh. They uh, should have just gotten him again. I agree. He's, who cares if it's he's like, old? Yeah. It's like, uh, what's his name is J. Jonah Jameson. You're not going to do better, so just get him again. Yeah, get J.K. Simmons every time. What are you even trying for? Um, but then, uh, uh, but the guy who played him in this one is, hold on, let me find him here. I've seen him in a million things. 
he was in uh, the Dark Knight. He's in the Dark Knight. He played that guy that they had to go to China to extract. Right. In the beginning, uh, yeah. get him out of Hong Kong. That guy, you're right. Um, he's also in Contagions. Very good in that. Uh, Skyscraper's a bad movie, but he's in that. Um, Marco Polo, he was really good in. He's a good actor. He just didn't have a lot to do in this. And uh, even though he was in, in it a lot, he was kind of like the bad guy Raiden. He just stood around most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and he also was not as good as the original. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, he was in Sleeping Dogs. He played Sonny. No way. I loved Sonny. My favorite character in there. Okay. Well, anyway, good luck to all of them in their next adventure. <laughs> And I hope they bring Kano back because he was legit funny, dude. Like, really funny. Um, all right. You guys want to hear uh, Gilbert Gottfried do some Mortal Kombat lines real quick just for fun? You I hear these? heard this. And yes, everybody. Should all right. This it. was on. Uh, we play this on TMS. It came from a video of a, a band who does YouTube videos of remixes of music. And they did a remix of the MK theme. And they did it to a cameo appearance by gilbert which is the cameos that service where you know celebrity you pay a celebrity to say happy birthday to your niece or whatever uh, uh service whatever it is he did a bunch of mk stuff and here's how it sounded mortal combat fight finish him test your might Ex- excel nt cano Lu Chang Ray <laughs> J O Oni O H H N Y Cage Scorpio I love Scorpio <laughs> Why did the name Why did the name Johnny throw him? It's a real I don't know, but I want to know. I want to ask him. I want to say, Mr. Godfrey, I know you're like a billion years old and you're all you do is yell, but can you tell me why you said why Johnny was hard for you to say? <laughs> oh, that's so good. But Scorpio, Scorpio. I don't know why Scorpio that's funny. Scorpio and Cano. Yeah, it's great. I like Cano. I do love that. That's a good name. I love it a lot. Anyway, if you want to find that, I don't know the name of the band, but they put that in the credits of the video. And then during the video itself, it's a heavy metal version of the MK theme from the 90s, but all the parts where people say the words like, you know, Mortal Kombat! Or, you know, finish him or test your might. It's it's him doing it. It's just great. Oh, Seek wow. it out. Seek it out. It's great. Uh, I wish I could give them proper credit. I can't at the moment. Um, all right. Let's move on to this week's Dear Martha, Steam Reviews. Now, there are two of them this week, and they're opposing viewpoints. In the same game, I assume, yes. John? Is that the uh, deal? Uh, different games. Different games. All right. So we're going to play this, and we're now going to do Dear Martha, Steam Reviews. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, today I submit to you a review for The Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, shit. Martha, the character models look like crap. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing when I play the game. Questing? I have no idea what I'm doing. The females in the game are completely unattractive. (laughs) Just stick to Skyrim till the Elder Scrolls 6 come out. Microtransaction Central. I'll pass. Yours in this life and the next. 
PC game. For the record, none of that's true. None of it. <laughs> Everything that guy said is not true. None of, none of that's true. Oh my gosh. All right. I don't know. It's hard to argue with the Steam review. It's the first thing you see. It wouldn't be. I, I don't know why I would question a Steam review when it's right there on the page. That's true. But what I imagine, I can, ima- I can imagine what the second review is going to be. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling. One. I have a feeling. Let's find out now with review number. You know, I have to start this over. Hold on. Okay. Review number two. I now present to you a review for the game Final Fantasy XIV Online. My dearest Martha, mm-hmm. I need to tell you about my time in Final Fantasy XIV. At first, it was enjoyable enough. Lots of quests, meeting various fantastical characters, and bringing items from one person to another. I was having fun, but it was undeniably something I had done in many MMO games over the years. Over time, though, I became immersed in this fantasy world. I started to get what set this MMO above others. In a word, it's just fun. This game is less worried about bringing people together to bang their heads against the walls of multiplayer content. It would rather tell a large, sweeping story where your character is the protagonist and a story that can be enjoyed with others as well. It was a slow start, but by the time I'd made it to the first expansion, I was hooked. Oh, and the dragons in it are way better than the dragons in Elder Scrolls Online. That's just a fact. I hope this letter finds you well, Martha. I don't suspect I shall see little Timmy, Sally, John, Leviticus, or yourself again. My fight is in Eorzea now, and I must needs remain here. Yours in this life and the next, Revendon. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I don't know where I've heard that name Revendon before. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's a real yeah. Steam review. That's it, up there. That's so, actually on know. there? How about all the I extra stuff? Wait, did you really write the words in a word, it's just fun, which is three words? Did you write that uh-huh. one? Uh huh. Okay. I did. Right. I did. Excellent. That's good to hear. All right. Well done, everybody. Well done. Yeah, well done. Really good. I, All right. I know which MMO I'm going to play based on those. Reviews. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Let, let the dragon beef continue. Um, all right. We're talking about now the things we played this week, and I played a lot of, you guessed it, Elder Scrolls Online. I believe that is the MMO. I hear the- that. Oh, why would you play that shit game? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Nothing you can say will change it. I have loved that game. I streamed a bunch. I'm having a blast, and everything about that other review is wrong. That wasn't you too, was it? That was some other ding. <laughs> no, that was that was a real Steam review. Well, I so don't was think Tom would write something was... like, the, "I'm not going to play this game because the females are ugly." Yeah, it doesn't it's sound so like bad. that at all. Yeah, that seems like a real. It's a so wrong. It's like... <laughs> On lots of levels. Uh, anyway, been playing that a lot. Not not much else to add this week except uh, just seeing some really cool stuff and. I think my favorite zone and uh, expansion of that game so far is elsewhere. Uh, the elsewhere expansion is just my jam. Oh my gosh. It's like everything's set in like monument Valley, Southern Utah, beautiful red rock. I just love that stuff. So anyway, that game's great. And then I did a weird thing. I got a deal on 2k PGA tour 2k 21. And you say, well, what the hell is that? Well, the PGA part probably gave it away, but I'm playing golf. And I'm playing like serious, you know, sports golf. And here's why. Um, I put it on Twitter today and I'll say it again. I also mentioned on TMS. There are a few things in life that I don't care for. 
but that I love in video game form. One of those things is golf. Don't care about it in real life at all. Don't follow the majors. Don't care about any of the major tournaments. Don't care about golfing itself. I don't want to go golfing. I've done it before. It's not my jam. Don't like it. It's hot, sweaty, and expensive. It's just not my thing. However, well, some in the chat saying it's not a sport. Whatever you want to call it. The thing that is golf. Not my jam. In video game form, and I mean everything from goofy Mario golf style golf down here on this end, all the way up to like sim-based stuff like you can play in this 2K game. All of it. I love it all. I love golf games. And um, Is it the putting? No, it it's everything. Balls? I just love everything about it. I Because it seems like a boring game mode, genre. You know, like it's, you know, you, you click the ball, it goes... We don't click. So, the have ball. you ever played? Have you, <laughs> you well, yeah, you're clicking it with a mouse or controller. Well, in this, you know, in you, this you, case, it's got this like stick. I'm using the controller, and it does this stick thing where it's a. It's kind of hard to explain, but it actually works really well. But you're basically you pull back on the stick, the right stick to swing back. So you start your swing back, and then there's like a happy zone that you need to thrust forward for for the hit. And happy zone. You need to be really, really good about getting it straight if you're trying to be straight. Or you can do some curvy stuff to do some tricksy business if you're trying to get around some trees or or whatever. Um, that all feels really good. But there's just something very addicting to play 18 holes hmm. of got to get this to that hole. And getting crazy birdies sometimes just feels so good. Like, I love it. Now, my my biggest problem with that game, that game's very good. I think it's probably the best golf game on the market. And and I love that 2K is competitive with their sports games, like basketball and this. I think it's great. Um, This has a battle pass. You can unlock hats and balls and, you know, bags and Mm -hmm. all that. You Uh don't buy it. It's not like a it's not like a free to play game at all. It's just a, you know, you just go in there and don't don't pay for your balls. Yeah, you you earn it by playing. Um, And so there's leveling up and there's, you know, there's basically XP in a sports game sort of how it works. But but anyway, um, uh, there's one, the commentator guy is this British dude who is great. He sounds like he's there. Everything he says feels like he's talking about the game I'm playing right now. So it's a lot of, all right, the leader is coming up to the, the tee. We see if he's been able to, uh, you know, advance the ball in the way he did in the last four uh, holes or whatever. He's just talking. And it sounds like he's talking about what I'm doing. He's got an American guy next to him for color who sucks. And not just because he's American, but because it'll be like this. Yes, we've approached the ball, zibba zabba, and he'll go, boy, he sure better make this one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And then the other guy doesn't even commentate. It's a little bit like uh, Best in Show when um, Fred Willard and that other guy are trying to get, get the show thing done. And Fred Willard cannot be normal. He just keeps saying dumb shit out of nowhere. It's like that. So I wish there was a way to turn off just the one guy and listen to the British guy because I actually like the commentary. But that American guy is horrid. He's so bad. And that's what's funny. The color guy is an actual pro player. That's true, Wabbit Magic. It's an actual dude who plays the game. Yeah, Rich Beam, that's his name. Um, That should be so much better. Instead, it's just this other guy doing great work. Ah, the approach here is excellent. And the crowd's going, yeah. And he's like, all right, let's see what the player is. Boy, I hope the wind don't blow it again or whatever. Like just some shitty thing out of left field. It's so dumb. But anyway, small thing, not that big a deal. The gameplay is great. I love golf. I can't wait for Mario Golf coming out on the Switch. I love uh, Golf Story on the Switch already. It's a fantastic little RPG golf game. I like all forms of golf. 
I used to spend hours on the toilet playing Mario Golf on my uh, Game Boy Color back in like 98 or whatever that was. And uh, I could do that right now. Just put it in my hands right now. This game is on the Switch, but we got, I got such a good deal on uh, on Steam that I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. Because that game's 60 bucks, and I got it for 22 or something. Oh, so that's a good discount. It was a good yeah. discount. I will always have a soft spot for golf because golf is the reason my household had a Sega Genesis. And uh, I will always be thankful for the wonderful game of golf for bringing that into our lives. There you go. See? Um, Sometimes my, golf gives us We got a Super man. Nintendo. Yep. And we got some like PGA Tour, the Masters, or whatever, you know, it was on SNES. And it was such a slow, bad golf game, which is what my dad played. Yeah. He was like, what is this garbage? Are there, are there no good golf games on the Super <laughs> Nintendo? And so I, we saw some ad for one on the Genesis, and he goes, that looks like a golf game. So they went out and bought a Sega Genesis just so my dad could play a golf video game. And uh, as a result, I ended up being a bit of a Genesis kid when I was a kid. As a, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I didn't realize I knew you were a Genesis kid kind of, and I was a Genesis guy sort of too, but that's an interesting catalyst for why you ended up more Genesis than not at the time. Yeah. Huh? I he hmm. used to play, we used to play golf games on there all the time. I remember as a little kid, I used to just crack up laughing because there was a golfer named uh fuzzy zoller or fuzzy zeller <laughs> yeah fuzzy and zeller. i used to think that was the funniest <laughs> damn name that ever existed and i used to just make me laugh every I mean, time it still is me. fuzzy zeller like who's called fuzzy zeller <laughs> yeah it's a real name weird is that a real that's a real guy player or oh, yeah. is it a made-up thing no that's a real dude that guy exists a, yeah um what i was gonna well, tell sorry, you fuzzy your name's funny though <laughs> your name is weird <laughs> So I made a golfer who looks like a slightly short-haired version of uh, The Witcher, like Geralt of Rivia, and I named him Jim B- Jim Ballhucker is his name. So I made my own guy. I'm not playing no pro. Oh, look there. It's Jim Ballhucker it's coming Jim out Ballhucker. On, the, on the green pitch. That's right. Here, chat, you can kind of see Jim Ballhucker. It's not a great shot. Can you guys see him? Oh my That's gosh. Jim, Jim Ballhucker and his glowing white hair. Yep. <laughs> it I looks like hair. somebody used the erase tool where they wanted the hair to go. There's a little bit of purple I highlight think that, in it. He dyes his hair with white out. <laughs> I really like him and he's stupid and that's a, and that's the other thing is you unlock the most ridiculous golf clothes and it's just fun to like wear them. There's also a course maker and I think you can share those online. So I'm excited to like play some people's mm-hmm. courses. That's when things get real goofy, but they're based on real locations, actual courses. Places. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it runs really smooth. It's like the smoothest game of golf. And the other thing is there's not a lot of downtime, like golf games, like John, the one you were describing earlier and, and some of the EA efforts have always had a lot of between stuff, you know, cameras switching and just all that. This game gets right to it. And if you want to skip uh, a little flavor video, you can It just, and you're in, um, you don't have to wait for stuff. Oh, another thing I like is in the putting, which in any golf game can be the trickiest bit. Uh, with inclines, declines, and distance and all that. This has this cool uh, feature, and maybe the other games do, and it's just been a while since I've played them, but you line your shot up, and you think you've got a pretty good shot, but you're not 100% sure. You hold down the A button. I'm not sure what it is on keyboard, and it will do a a white line from where you would putt to where it ends, and you'll see if you're going to hit it or miss. Now, if you're going to hit it, great. Go ahead and just make the shot. But if it's off and goes to the left or whatever, now you're like, uh, and you can only do this once. You can't just keep doing it till you get it right. 
So now you're like, well, if I shift this much to the left, I think that's enough to compensate. So you try to do that the best you can, uh, change the the how hard you're going to hit it, all this stuff, and then hopefully you make it. It's made for these near-miss shots and sometimes crazy go-ins that have been like elation-level excitement for me down here. My wife's like, what are you doing down there? I'm like, I got a double birdie on the third hole on whatever place it was. And she's like, oh, I'm glad you don't play real golf. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and I don't like real golf. So this is where I'm happy to be. And it's very good. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some community members. A few people out there have been poking me saying, oh, I got this game we should play. And you can do all the multiplayer, head-to-head, hmm. teams, scratch matches. There's different modes. Um, it's a nice, well, it's a nice package if you don't mind me saying. It's a nice package. Mm, yeah, nice package nice of balls. Package of balls. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, and I did play John. I meant to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I five John. We did a little, <laughs> <laughs> I did a fall. I wanted to do a little follow up with John. I did install and play the show, the baseball game on uh series X. And I also quite like that. I think that game, that game has a mode. That's basically a, um, not arcade mode, but they call it something else. Oh, uh, well, I think it's just called Retro Mode. <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> no, it's, it's like Retro Mode or something. And I think Retro Mode oh, okay. is super cool because it just plays like a like an old game, like an old arcade baseball game. And I think that right. might be my favorite way to play it because it's just quick. It's just fast. And you're yeah, not... those, ca- those cabinets with the big trackballs in them. Maybe. Oh, I remember those. Those were great. Or you just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never tried them. I went, oh, golf. I'm <laughs> I used to but I always thought it was weird seeing them. There was a big ball. I'm like, where's the joystick? Like, what? You know, I yeah. remember wondering about what you did with that ball. Yeah. Um. You know, but anyway, it's good. I like that too. I'm I'm in the mood a little bit for some sports business. So uh, we'll we'll see what else tickles my fancy in the next little while. Uh, I did also touch on a little game, a uh, brand new indie game just op- just launched on Tuesday called Obsidian Prince. And I'm gonna do a full review on the Boop Show next week, which is all about indie games. So you're gonna want to listen to that. I will say here briefly, though, that I think it's very cool, uh, roguelike but this sort of awesome top-down voxel style that I really glommed onto when I first saw it that plays a lot more like, um, I won't say it plays like XCOM, but it's turn-based in that sense. And then it has hmm. cards that you'd build a deck out of, but you don't expend the cards. They're more like if you happen to have this card and you're diagonal with this character, you're going to get two extra points of damage if you hit them right now because you have this card in your hand. But it doesn't really destroy the cards. They just kind of rotate into into the action. Um, it's hard to explain. And I'm not near far enough to like have my head wrapped around those systems very well. But small developer in Sweden just put this thing out. and They, were, they reached out, gave me a key. It's rad. And I'm going to play more of it, and I'll do a full review next Monday or Tuesday on the on the Boop Show. So watch for that. That's called Obsidian Prince. It's on Steam now in early access. Um, John, can't wait yes. to hear about how, how are the dragons shitty and near replicant, or uh, are uh, they? So far, there've been no uh, no dragons, okay. but as it's a Japanese game, I'm sure they'd be stellar, sure, um, and a lot more diverse than what we would you know typically fall in line with here uh so yeah i've been playing near replicant version 1.22474487139 which is a new release of an old game sort of 
So back in the uh, PS3 days, there was a game that came out here called Nier, which is what Nier Automata would go on to be the sequel to. Uh, but when the game came out here, uh, they made some decisions based on the what they perceived to be the American audience and what would be popular here. Um, so the idea of a uh, young anime-looking boy wanting to save his sick sister, somebody said, you know, we, we asked Scott Johnson what he thought about this, and he said, well, I like it, but can you get rid of the anime boy and make him a grizzled old man? <laughs> and uh, instead of a sister, can you make him saving a daughter? And for some reason, that's exactly what they did. So uh, they changed the game pretty substantially when it came out here uh, back then. This is a release more of how it was uh, with the original protagonists and the original story around it. Um, it is been like it's hard to call it a re-release uh but it's also a little bit hard to call it a remake like there's just a lot that's different about it uh it is a hundred percent fully voiced and you know if you're a fan of critical role you're gonna find them all over it uh they they've got pretty much all of them doing voices including uh, scott i know you like following his work liam o'brien oh liam o'brien right role. yes yeah i might be He's, familiar with his work sure he plays uh, Grimoire Vice, which Ooh. is a book that follows you around and does magic stuff. Oh, that's not quite and, a dragon, but that sounds all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a dragon would be cooler for sure. Yeah. But uh, no, it's so it's in a lot of ways, it's a prequel to Nier Automata. In fact, it apparently this version has more references and connections to uh, the sequel than the original even did. Um, but it looks like a modern game. It plays a little bit more modern and, uh, the audio is really good. The, the fully voice thing surprised me. Um, so it's compared to, it's if pretty you, cool. which do you like better this or it's eventual follow up, which would be for me, the prequel, but not really story wise, but, uh, automata, would you pick one over the other? Would you say one is better to play than the other? Or should someone play both? Like. Like, what do you I think, think you that? could play both and get something from it. Um, I think Automata is more interesting to me so far. This game feels like... It definitely feels like it came from an era before, before they had a surefire hit. It yeah. feels like it plays it a little more uh, safe. Like, so far, I haven't done anything in the game that's earth-shattering. I've really liked the art style. I've really liked the music. I've really, like, started to get into the story. But I'm doing fetch quests. You know, yeah. I'm going to town, and someone's like, "There's I, we want mutton for a week. Go kill sheep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll go kill sheep and get mutton. Yeah. And that's what I'm going and doing. Uh, there are, you know, some fun things. Like, there was a guard that was like, hey, I want you to deliver a parcel. By the way, it's very fragile, so you need to be careful. So you have to run across a map that has enemies on it, and you can't get hit, and you can't dodge, because doing so would jostle and break the package. And for some reason, he anticipated this, and he bought multiple copies of the gift to give to somebody. So you just have to go back and be like, yeah, I broke it again. And he's like, okay, well, be more careful. Yeah, don't break and, it. And yeah. yeah, please, please stop. <laughs> so... uh you know, it's a lot of fetch quests so far, but I it's definitely building to something. I haven't gotten to what it's building to yet, so I can't really speak to that. But uh, the combat system's fun. Um, apparently, 
you know, just kind of reading about, you know, here's some good tips before you start and things like that. Apparently this game has a auto battle mode and you have the ability to turn on and automate certain aspects of the game, including magic use, uh, dodging and blocking. You can even turn on auto attack and auto item use where the game's combat basically plays itself which sounds like, okay, well, you just took the game part out of the game, but apparently it's actually really cool because the game plays very cinematically and very smart. So you kind of just become this person who's directing the action um, and you can kind of decide how much agency you want to have over the combat in that way. Uh, Because like Nier Automata, it has a thing where if you hold down a button, you're just shooting and it's, it's almost like a bullet hell shooter type of deal and you can set that to go automatically where it'll just do it'll just take care of the magic aspect for you and you don't have to worry about all of that management while you're also playing this hack and slash game on top of it so i think that stuff's cool i'm gonna definitely play with it the world's intriguing i'm just i'm just not very far to where i i haven't done much more than fetch quests and some basic story stuff but uh, based on the quality of the acting and the art and the music, uh, I'm definitely going to stick with it because it's it's intriguing. That's awesome. Uh, I like Automata a lot. I didn't finish it, but I really dug that game. So um, I'd be curious to see how things go. These games are sometimes a slow burn, so I guess let it burn. Yeah. And then you played some piece of shit called Final Fantasy XIV. All right, moving on. Bo. I did. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. It's great. Yeah, it's a great still game. Good. Still enjoying it. Okay, yeah. good. I don't. I genuinely don't have much to say. I just didn't want it to end on piece of shit. Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> uh, I had a dra- I had a dragon anime fight in that game last night, and it was really uh, an awesome epic moment. Yeah, so, I also think that game is rad. A lot of people wonder how real our beef is. It's it's the dragon part is more real than the actual game part. I really think FF fourteen is is pretty great. Uh, yeah, and I'm the same way with ESO. In fact, for the Dear Martha review, mm-hmm. I deliberately picked a negative review that seemed like total BS because I didn't actually want to <laughs> right. say. No, I say touche. That was actually a sweet move. In the Dragon Beef Pantheon of, of, of effort, that one stands pretty tall and yeah. also is a public display of Dragon Beef. It was very good. Uh, yeah. No complaints. Uh, hey, Bo, you got an Xbox Series Hi. S and I'm stoked about this. I saw a picture of him freaking out yeah. with it and I assume that means yeah, you played and you're I got it. it and went on a bender and played with it all weekend and did had other things to do, but then didn't quite do them. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's been 12 years since like so Tanner, a listener of the show, sent me the PS4. So that counts as an acquisition. But it's been 12 years since I bought an Xbox 360, something like that. Wow. I haven't had a console that I purchased for myself since then. So I was kind of excited. I was giddy. I was like, woo. And I filled the I filled the five hundred and twelve gig drive completely. <laughs> with, <you know. laughs> yeah. I didn't even play anything. I spent like three hours just shopping and trying to decide, you know, because I couldn't fit everything on there, what I would fit on there to start off. Did you do the payment thing um, or did you do the just get the box, get the get the service? Like how'd you do that? Yeah, I already had the service. Uh, I guess I had Xbox Ultimate. Oh, okay. You so already got all that. I had I had subbed for it, and I imagine it's still charging me somehow or somewhere. So I, was, I just signed in, and it was all active. So it was just kind of nice not to even like have to buy a game or think about buying a game. Although I was pleased, I was ironically pleased to find out the crappy Windows Store is basically on the Xbox. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, I just shat on this in front of thousands of people. Yeah. And I was so excited for this Xbox and I load it up. And like, so I'm just going to give a brief little review of my experience, which is like runs great games. Great. It's all latest gen. Everything looks good. It's a nice little box. It was easy to set up and install. Works like a charm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything that needs to work works. There's no problems or hiccups. All good. But the the interface, like, it's not good. <laughs> like, I don't really... It didn't really feel like, wow, I'm in an Xbox here, you know? Like, there wasn't a lot of effort. Your, well, your last on, console uh, interface experience was what? The blades on the 360, that whole blade interface, which was yeah, rad. It was super rad. It was bad, day. but it was, it was bad or rad? No, rad. I, I love that. Like, I love the blades. It, I thought those were cool. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, there was effort to make you feel like you were in this experience, right? Like, even I've been the PS4. PS4 has a more muted tone, but has like a little ding and like nice sounds and, and an experience, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm in a PS4 UI, you know, and here I just kind of felt it was like, there's the Xbox. Like, it's not bad, <laughs> but it was a little not it's a little not special. You it's know? very it's very uh, get the job. Bare done. bones. Yeah. It's yeah. Get the job done. Yeah. Don't not too many frills. The actual per game listings are, are pretty good with the way they do screenshots and videos and stuff. But just that whole interface is, uh, there's nothing magical about it. It's just like, yeah, get it just the lacks business polish. Uh, it lacks polish on the transitions and the, you know, the, the, you know, so I could see someone saying like, I would prefer to get a PS5 because I imagine Sony's going to put more effort now that I can compare the two. I'm like, mm. but you know, it is a console. It does run the games just fine. There's really no complaints there. Uh, the biggest gripe, and so you guys both have the new generation Xboxes, right? Yeah, both have a Series X. Yeah, so that controller is so noisy. Is is it just me, or like the rumble is like, really? and then whenever I push the D pad, the D pad goes click 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 click. Really? Like, I, I, I was so irritated by how I was like, shut up, controller. I, I was. I Don, do you have off. yours handy? Do yours have yours right there. Yeah, not in front of me, but I I had to turn off the vibration of one game because I was tired of listening to my controller vibrate. Weird. I guess it clicks a little. I haven't had any problem with noise out of my controller. It might be I'm a little more sensitive. I, you know, as an audio, more of an music. Well, we're all audio files here for podcasters. That argument's not going to make sense with you guys. (laughs) Like, but you know, I feel I'm very, I'm very sensitive to sound. Like, and if there's a sound I don't like, I hate it. Hmm. And like I've got the old the my older Xbox controller on here, and I'm like, it's not making. Doesn't make it. It's just I don't know. I don't didn't, don't hear it. Maybe I'm used to playing with headphones a lot, and maybe I wasn't wearing headphones because on the TV. I don't know, but I found it really loud, wow, <laughs> like annoyingly so. And yeah, I'm like, I haven't noticed that. I hope it isn't your actual controller because mine's. I mean, it might be. I, now that I think about it, I didn't consider it till just now. It might be that I play a lot of games with headphones in, and I just mm. don't hear the controller as much as I as I would normally. So maybe it's a normal level of acceptable volume that I just haven't been exposed to. On all for a games time. or specific games, because I do know that they have like an advanced rumble in these since the Xbox One. They've been doing um, an advanced rumble, yeah. and I do think I know what you mean because I've played some games that have like. It's some sort of like feedback rumble that they do for certain games. Uh, Marvel's Avengers actually did this a lot. And I was like, 
my controller's so damn loud when I play Marvel's Avengers because like yeah. anything I was doing, the controller wanted to rumble for it. Was like, are you gonna press the X button? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. You don't have to rumble for that. Maybe so. I was actually. You might know I was playing Jedi Fallen Redhead and um, <laughs> during the during the opening at like the first the prologue when you're on Junk Planet or scavenger land. Um, there's a lot of ships moving around and parts rumbling. And it was just, I would walk around and be like, <laughs> and I don't mind the rumble, but I, that's all I could hear was my controller. And I'm trying to hear the TV and, you know, <laughs> anyway, I, I had to turn it, it off. I played that game too. And didn't notice it there either. That's weird. Yeah. Right, well, so anyways, that's all that, that was the only real gripe. The UI could be nicer, but it's fine. Um and certainly having the game pass is awesome. It's just like feasting. I, I wanted to install so many things. Oh, I bet. Uh, What'd you play the so most? Just to, to give to... a rundown, yeah. I played some Anthem. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I played Anthem and I played the like I did the first couple of missions and I was having fun, honestly. And then I had the thought, I was like, you know what? Anthem's a fun game. I'm kind of enjoying this. Maybe I'll go all the way. And then I'm like, oh, maybe they'll shut the servers down and I'll feel shitty about investing time <laughs> in this. And that's the only reason I stopped. I was actually enjoying playing. I uninstalled it. I'm like, you're going to get your heart broken. Don't, you know, first planet side, now heroes. Don't don't fall in love with yeah. Anthem. Just get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, because I was actually enjoying Anthem very much on a console experience. Yeah. And there's, you know, you get match made. There's still other people playing it. Mm-hmm. It is on the EA Pass, so go figure. But I just got scared that I don't trust them not to shut down the servers at some point that I and make me very unhappy. So I was like, eh, that is, that's a real, well, that's a real concern. Like actually I think that's valid and that's a bummer because you know, games, so much of this, so much of people sticking with games as a service or games that are going to be live games requires you trusting that company not to pull the rug out and yeah. nobody trusts yeah. them not to. So the, the load screens are fixed. It's not that long anymore. It's super, it's well, kind of nice. That's what I was going to say is this was probably a pretty decent test of the faster load time for the series X yeah. Or S, yeah. uh, because that game was at notoriously long load times, unless you had an SSD. And now that that's what you're working with, it probably was fast. And one of the biggest gripes of Anthem five seconds, maybe. Five, yeah. 10 seconds. It like loads faster. Long, like- it loads faster than PC versions of those games with SSDs. Like that technology they t- they hype on there. I forgot what they call it. Um, crap. There's a word for oh, it, but it's I, I, yeah. I've seen the word. It's on the box. I think I just it's don't have it's it legit. Box. Like old games, even with notoriously bad load times. Like um uh un, um uninspired too. What's the name of it? It's not uninspired. That's the wrong word. I can never think of it. It's the Bethesda game where he's stealthing around in like st- steampunk land. Un- not uncharted. Un- Dishonored. Filtered. That's Dishonored. it. Dishonored. Gosh, dang it. I keep doing that. Dishonored 2. Inspired 2. <laughs> Dishonored 2 has notoriously poopy load times on PC, SSD or otherwise. Yeah. It's virtually nothing on my Series X. So whatever they're doing there, it's legit. That's that load stuff. It's real good. Yeah. So it made Anthem a really passable experience, and I was the, the only reason I stopped is I didn't want to get into it. I played Outriders, the opening act of Outriders again, because it's on Game Pass, even though I bought it. <laughs> so I got to the same spot and stopped playing. Um, I played a game I missed, which was Arkham City. Mm, great game. Uh, yeah, the I mean, Batmobile it probably looks like kind a 360 of a game. shite experience. Like, yeah, the Batman part is good. Uh, 
basically the Batmobile is me careening into buildings constantly the whole way. It's like, Wait, is this Arkham city, city or Arkham Knight? Which one? Or, oh, I'm sorry. Arkham Knight, not oh, City. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I played City. I played through Asylum and City and loved it. It's Knight. Sorry, Arkham Knight. Yeah. The Batmobile I is a rough that thing. Car. Like, I, I love that car. I think everyone- I like it too, but it ha- it's so I, I'm like I must just suck a controller. It's so hard to handle. <laughs> and like I just started the game and I'm already doing missions like for the the, the first Riddler like race. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, don't do. Riddler, I'm just like, yeah. oh my! I spent it like four hours in there because I had to get the three stars, like you know, because you can do the race and then move on with the quest. But to get, I don't even know what the Wayne Tech stars do yet. And I'm like, I better collect them while I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I think I did try to do a 42 second. You have to do it under 42 seconds. I tried to do 41 second lap. I think no joke, 100 times. <laughs> like, like, uh, and, and just like, I, I don't know how to control it. It would always go into the drink. Or I get into a wall and like it would spin out. I I was I have either something to learn or, I mean, look. I didn't enjoy. It. I have found it very hard to handle. Probably the car that should have the best handling in the entire universe. All of so, the anyways. look, all the Riddler stuff in there kind of sucks. And nice, thankfully, well, you don't need it all. Like you really don't need it. Well, so it's hard, you know. There's a question mark. It says I know. zero of two hundred fifty nine, and I'm like, what oh, yeah, if I got all two hundred fifty nine? Yeah, <laughs> like it's hard. It's hard. I agree. For my I brain agree. To be like, the reason they, that I, that's why I'm annoyed that they're in there so much because if you're a completionist or at all, you know, sort of anal the way I get about seeing a thing and going, well, I want to accomplish the thing I see, ignoring big glowy question marks for a, an entire game is kind of a pain, but. Yeah. Outside of those missions, so, and I don't mind all of I, I did more of those than most people, but outside of that, I, I still really like that game. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, I did something not a lot of people did because out of all these great next gen games I played, I settled on, you know, one of the most shitty reviewed games of 2021 so far, Torchlight 3. <laughs> <laughs> I have this sweet next gen game, and I'm playing like a Mickey Mouse ARPG. And I don't mean that derisively. I just mean it's cutesy, low poly graphics for the most part. You know, sure. nothing. Look, Torchlight 3, definitely underrated on its reviews it is an arpg like the other ones it is not poe or diablo or any of that crap but if you want a fun top-down console friendly experience it works but they i will say scott now that i've played it for i'm i'm on act three and i'm up to level 30 something i think i've put in about 20 hours now so far into it Jeez, 15 or 20 hours yeah um the 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 reviews they're getting were deserved. Hmm. There are still bugs in the game. I have a quest that I can't complete. That's just hanging around on my quest log since act one. Um, There are these items, these respec goggles called respectacles that you use to respec. And when bosses drop them, I can't pick them up. (laughs) They just, they don't pick up. The game has been out on PC. It's been out for a while. This should be fixed. There are uh, drop games that happen, all kinds of glitches, and the game has been out for a while and been patched, you know, and there is a patch coming for that one quest thing, Mm -hmm. but it is a janky experience and it definitely launched uh, early and it definitely still looks like it was an online free to play, you know, freemium pay for microtransactions game that got (laughs) emergency turbo lifted into a box sale game like 
the vestiges of that are still there. There's like a battle pass. You just don't have to pay for it. You just get it. You can pick the battle pass you want. It's, and then you just get items for nothing. And they're like, you know, so there's, there's stuff in there. But you can build your own fort, which I actually find kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, the ARPG side of things, it's good, good enough to be playable. Way more responsive than Magic Legends. It's Arc that has that or Perfect World. So if they're listening, please make your game. I know that's coming to consoles at some point. Please use the Torchlight model and make your game responsive because the movement's responsive and most of the abilities are. It just lacks the polish. Like I'm playing a whirlwind mech, which yeah. is just like barbarian, but you're whirlwinding. Yeah. And then you press a button to do another thing and then it stops your character and then it just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Or if you know you hold down left trigger to use the other set of abilities mm-hmm. and then you let go, it stays stuck on the left trigger abilities and you're like, okay, like be more responsive. So there's mm-hmm. problems with the game yeah, for sure that should be fixed. And or not so i think i'd be pretty pissed if i spent 40 dollars on it but um it's a nice thing about the but, game pass though right you get to try this stuff out decide if you liked it if you were ever gonna like it and sometimes yeah, you get caught I mean, off guard it's an and go, arpg oh, and i'm playing on my console yeah. and yeah. uh i you know i, I would have played something better like i was thinking maybe i might get into van helsing which is i think also on game pass or just purchasable on the store yeah or um it's on game pass grim dawn is supposed to come to the xbox oh. platform but i guess it's they're just compatible, cool. you know. They have to do the certification stuff. Like it's kind of stuck in certification yeah. hell. I like that game, so it's not on there. But yeah. Anyways, Torchlight Three, um, good game for your console uh, hangout. Well, yeah, I enjoyed it on there too. I played a bit of it on there. I also liked it okay on PC. I don't. I think some of the hate for that game is unwarranted, but um, yeah. I mean, if you good. want Diablo or Poe, those games exist. It's those are not those games. Totally, and it's just fun. Did you so you installed Outsiders? Did you play much of Outsiders? I can't remember if you said. I I played the prologue like again up to the point where you first get to the first like open oh, area okay. and you can join multiplayer. Yeah. So like I I'm primed to play. Like if anyone wants to do multiplayer, I could be, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'll join you. But I was just not, just not in the mood for it. I get That's you. The best way I can put it. I get you. It's the kind of game you kind of need to be. Um, and I'm, I suck at controller. Like I play so little with the like. I play no first person shooters or shooters with the controller. Like my aim, yeah, it felt a little bad. I was like, I'm much better <laughs> with the massive keyboard. I, I'm missing headshots, and yeah, so. I do okay. I feel like I do better than I'm supposed to with controller. I don't know why. And sometimes I prefer it. Like single player shooters, I absolutely prefer it. Um, multiplayer, yeah. I could give her give her go. I think I just spent so many. So many hours playing Call of Duty 1 or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare when it came out in 07 or 06, whatever it was. Um, I just got good with a controller and now it's just in me. So I just, I don't know. Yeah, mind. for me, I think it's muscle. My muscle memory definitely is like, yeah. not good. Yeah. Which Bo's, is weird. Because uh, review of Torchlight 3 <clears throat> reminded me, and I want to I wanna make sure I say this before we get too far away from it. Uh, the PC version of Near Replicant is a little buggy. Oh. It will likely be fixed, but there I have had some weird slowdown issues in that game. So I just want to say that for anybody, because I talked pretty glowingly about it, I would say. Uh, if that's the kind of thing, if you don't want to wait for a patch, um, there are some bugs in the PC. Version. I wonder how many people bought it based on the strength of your recommendation that now that they're installing it right now. Going they're like, like I bought it, it immediately. I didn't wait for the whole thing. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, you can fix frame rate issues with a patch, especially when it just seems to be, seems to be like the way something's spinning up in the background. Cause it's not always there. And so I would, I would assume that it will get fixed at some point. 
But if you have a choice, maybe go with the console version if you don't want to wait for a patch. Or, you know, if that thing's not going to bug you, then PC version I'm not having any other issues with. Just no. occasionally the frame rate will hitch for a couple seconds and then it'll be fine. Yeah, and if you're That's broken... a full-price game, man. Yeah, it is. And if you're broken, have like uh, a Game Pass already, and you're like, well, what else can I do? Automata is currently on Game Pass on console and PC. So you can play that if you want. And it's a very good game. All right. Well, more on uh, Bo's adventure through Xbox and console gaming next time Hell here yeah. on the show. Yeah, it's very exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. But now... Oh, I, I was... Uh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. What are you gonna say? It's okay. We're transitioning. No, no. I want to hear what you're gonna say. You're gonna I was say- just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Like it's been a lot of fun. I've been really stoked. Oh, good. I'm already thinking about. I'm gonna buy another console. He's <laughs> gonna keep buying them. <laughs> I'm like, well, what if I got a switch and played Zelda? I'm like, you just got a console. Shut up, brain. Yeah, but brain. Anyway. My brain does that too. It's weird. And this golf game was. I got it on sale, thankfully, but it was like one of those moments of. I'm in the mood for golf. <laughs> I just went and found a golf game. Um, and now I'm kind of like, well, where are there other golf games going on right now? Thankfully, this is kind of the only good one right now. Or, or I don't know, not only good one. But <laughs> You'd be spending tons of money. Like, what's with this $600 yeah. with the credit cards? But I do this, right, with like MMOs, Chinese, uh, weird Chinese uh, mobile games, um, uh, for, uh, Warhammer 40K things. I just start going, oh, yeah, but what about that? Or what about that? What about that? In this case, I'm good. I got my golf game. Mario Golf's coming soon enough. I'll play that. I'm good. All right. Now this. That's a good question. Email uh, sent to us at talktothecore@gmail.com. Talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address. Please send your emails there. Mark from Australia wrote in, says, hello, crew. You mentioned you had a lot of new listeners recently. That's true. And I have one of them. So I thought I might, you might be interested in how I came to start listening to core. Uh, and he says, sorry, core, he says. See, he's in on it. He, gets it. he knows. Already yeah, knows. He knows. Um, I'm a long time Frog Pants listener, mainly to the instant. So I was aware of your other podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts, though, and it's always hard to find the time to add another, even when it's good. The thing that made me actually try core, though, was the fact that the gamers uh, or sorry, the gamers with jobs podcast, which used to be one of my favorites, has completely changed hosts. I, I've never heard it, so I couldn't I couldn't say uh, the new hosts just don't have the same vibe of friends hanging out that I had really and previously enjoyed, and I just didn't find their commentary as insightful. So I was in the market for a new general gaming podcast. I guess you could say I'm a gamers with jobs refuge. Best regards from down under Mark from Australia. Well, Mark, refugee. I haven't I, I, not no shade to uh, gamers with jobs or uh, uh, with jobs of jobs. What is it? Gamers of with jobs. gamers of with jobs. That's not right. He means just gamers with jobs. Uh, I'm sure it's fine, and uh, but I'm super happy to have you here. We take re, we take refugees. There's room. Uh, we got food, uh, water, clean, uh, clean, and quest buckets. givers, and quest givers. Yep. Look for green question marks. They're the worst quest in the game. <laughs> uh, but we're here for you, and we're glad that you're uh, you're here. So thanks for being here. And we got a lot of these kind of emails this week. People just saying, "Oh, I love core. I had no idea." It was a puzzle piece I was missing in my in my podcast puzzle, and I'm glad I have it now and that kind of stuff. So I totally relate to the whole, also the podcast dance card being full with so many podcasts out there, and like I have more interest than I do have time to make a regular habit of listening to a lot of things. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's fine because everyone has the things they like to listen to, no problem. But it can be tough when you're trying to juggle your roster. Yeah, I relate. I agree. I feel the exact same way about the stuff I love and. uh this, this, I mean, 
I will say this, like, um, it, it, while it's nice to see core is the fastest growing show on the network. It's nice to see new listeners, more email than ever. Like the, especially considering our origins and kind of the change, the change we made from, you know, not hosts, but changing it from a heroes of the storm show to being this general gaming show and having that still continue to succeed is really heartening. Um, but also it's one of the shows during the week that I get the most excited about. I love doing it. Like it's, one of my favorite things. And I'm not sure what it is, except I think part of it is you guys are the perfect receiving end of when I <laughs> say a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, sorry. Like, I should wait till you finish before you laugh. I just, <laughs> I'm the pitcher. You're the catcher. No, that's not what I'm <laughs> We're the receiving end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. Like, it's yeah. just, I, I get it. I, uh, and you yeah. always have something to say, as well like i this is no again no knocking anybody else i ever work with but you know not all shows are equal and it's hard it's hard sometimes to be it's hard to find the right give and go and if the right people are giving and the right people are going you can really feel it and i feel that here more almost more than anywhere it's it's i know what it really is too like i listen to your other shows you've got like a you got rules at other shows. Like you've got a, <laughs> you can't talk about Mad Max Free Road as much as you want with Brian. Like he's got, they all put this, the listeners, even the tadpool, yeah. you know, they put these rules on it. Like, come on, stop talking. And I'm like, if you, if all you want to talk about is Mad Max every day, all day, then, yeah. then you do that. Yeah. You know, Cor- so Cor's I think got- we have a little more open policy uh, yeah. about maybe, maybe that's <laughs> because structure. maybe that might be because we transitioned pretty smoothly from what it was to what it is. And that's still that's still surprising to me that we pulled that off. So anyway, I really like it and I hope uh, the people listening like it. And if you really like it, tell your friends because you know what I'm bad at self-promotion. I'm terrible at it. I don't put the right keywords in. I don't do SEO very well. Uh, Freaking RSS feeds don't have the right words in it. It's just I'm shitty at that. So do me a favor. Make up for my bad uh, self-promotion and promote it to people you know okay that stuff right. i hate that stuff too I'm, I'm if you're bad at it i'm like miles more as i look at that stuff and i'm like what <laughs> just don't fill it out I'm like, what? i mean i know it's <laughs> like, enough for a lot of people it's enough that we just try to make a great show and we put it out there in the world but you know if i really wanted to go nuts and we could do more i wouldn't be better at those things but i'm, I'm terrible at them i also don't like talking about myself i like talking but i don't like going yeah, check out if you're looking for the best video game commentary show on the internet. Look no for I can't do that about myself. I hate the, it. The problem with saying stuff like that is that if you plan on having a long-lasting show, you'll be saying that forever. And if you hate saying it once, then you hate saying it. I don't know. That's my Yeah. Like I you just, know what I mean? Like yeah. How many times am I going to say, it's just the best thing you've ever heard? You know, like, <laughs> like, right. it's right. a boring thing to just keep repeating. Like if I, if I just not plan things then it's a surprise that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> right. Maybe just less people hear it, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's, it's more fun. It's engaging. Uh, uh, by the way, I just yeah. want to talk to John for a quick second. I think that thing on your desk behind you might be some magazine holders, Yeah, but they look like faces on the side and it's freaking me out. <laughs> Do you see what oh, I'm seeing? Yeah, yeah. Please. I mean, it's been it, it's been distracting me for a little. I mean, it's okay, just keep them there. But I'm like, they're that's uh, that's from. I see faces. Oh, what's the what's the place? The Swedish company that does furniture. Oh, uh, IKEA. Yeah, it's Ikea? from IKEA. The Swedish uh, place that does furniture. <laughs> Is it Swedish? Yes. 
Oh, John was me for a hot second. That was basically John for right then. That was like, (laughs) yeah, no, Ikea is Swedish. They're humormous. Humormous. That's not a word. I made that up. (laughs) Well, it's a Swedish word. Humormous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, humormous furniture. I don't know if that's a Swedish accent. (laughs) No, you nailed it right out of the gate. I'm going to Ikea for humormous furniture. I've never been more glad that Swedish people are not people of color in my life. I've never felt better about them. <laughs> Man, I'm glad gotta, that they're okay, white like you and me. That's a for another day. Yeah. You can let emails. people do accents without thinking it's racist. It's Whew, it's that funny. was awesome. Uh, all right. Hey, so uh, now what? Oh, uh, the, be an emailer like Mark here and send us emails. Uh, the email address is, once again, talktothecore at gmail.com. Talktothecore at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, corepod, John <laughs> underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. And uh, the most important thing here is we need to be able to pay for the bills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got to keep the lights on. So here I am promoting the show. Go to patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show and throw your support behind the show today. We do lots of cool extra stuff over there and you're going to want to be a part of it. Uh, the website's frogpants.com slash core. And there's only a few days left on my rock runners thing. So if you want to play a cool board game uh, slash card game, uh, and see all the stuff you've unlocked, and it's a lot. I got a lot of work to do in May. Uh, go check it out. You got like three, four days left. We're almost to the final, what would probably be the final stretch goal, unless you guys are crazy and we break through another one. But anyway, uh, to find out more, go to rockrunners.art. Yeah, that's right. I made a weird URL for it rockrunners.art. It's a real domain. Okay, put it in your browser, it'll work. Uh, that's it. Bo, uh, let's start with you this time. Any final words of wisdom from Bo before we go? Um, no. no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> just go get some humormous stuff. Get some humormous. I uh, just, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Today, you, you, I, I really got owned by Scott today. I'll just say that. Why? I didn't own you. Did I own you? I didn't own you. Did I? I have been laughing since <laughs> you brought up the Cumberland like so long ago. I'm, my brain is stuck. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go to the hospital if it doesn't sort of clear up. Uh, I'd call I, was, sh- I wanted yeah. to say something along, along the lines of, you know, don't golf against the Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyways, uh, yeah. Just adjust uh, your shot. You don't have, you can still golf. You got to just yeah. adjust your shot and account for the Cumberland. Yeah. Uh, I don't even like saying it. John, words of wisdom coming out of you before we go. Uh, Come current, come often, come core. (laughs) I'm glad you went down the same road. Fantastic, everybody. Thanks for for being here. We're going to be here next week with more. I hope you'll come back and join us then. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I almost forgot. (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude. That was horrific. (laughs)